Blog Talk Radio. wonderful weekend. I did for sure. Real quick announcement before we get too far into things. I will not be available uh, for the show next week. I am taking my wife to see the Dave Matthews Band uh, in Brandon, Mississippi. So, uh, yeah, me. I'm going to see Dave Matthews and I'm taking my wife with me. (laughs) But anyway, uh, just to let you guys know uh, that I will not be available next Tuesday. It's for good reasons. It's for a birthday and a Mother's Day. What day Dave Matthews is going to play. So, <laughs> uh, it's great to have some teammates, though, that I've got here uh, at the Race Chat Live studio. we got Craig Moore and Taz Taylor, my sidekicks. I have one of them in the studio. I believe it's going to be at Taz Taylor. Yes, sir. All right. Glad to have you, buddy. We'll wait on Craig Moore to call in here in just a few minutes, man. Oh, man, we had three racing series this uh, past weekend. Uh, it was exciting. I mean, Darlington, of course, is is the throwback. It is the uh, it is a place of its own character. The track called Too Tough to Tame, Lady in Black. She's she's lived up to her names over the years, and by golly, outside of uh, outside of that last flat move by Joey Logano, I would say it was a typical uh, Darlington weekend, which is you know absolutely just an amazing weekend of racing. Uh, before I, mean, I guess we can jump right on in. Um, I don't know what you guys feel about uh, that last lap move there, but uh, 
Well, is I'd like to know. Well, we can get to that. Well, we can get to that part when we talk about the Cup Series. I mean, we got to hit Trucks and Xfinity first. They kicked off the weekend. Yeah, now Trucks were great. Uh, I got to see that when uh, John Hunter Nemechek. I believe I picked him. Yes, you did, Chris, and I. And I'm going to check this quick because I was shocked to see. Well, I wasn't shocked to see this, but Chris. Oh no, never mind. I was going to say that was your first ever correct pick, but nope, you had an Xfinity pick. Correct. Yes. This, earlier yeah, yeah. this year, so, but that's your first yep. one in the trucks, which means the only goose yeah. egg for uh, correct picks in the truck series is uh, unfortunately me. Mm. Everyone else yeah, has got one, and Craig has got two. Um, you know, it's uh, the truck series has been exciting, and I, I believe this is another uh, exciting race. Unfortunate circumstances for Haley Deegan, who was. Uh, really going to have herself a good run. Um, it's just that they just can't seem to close as Taylor. It's, uh, it's uh, almost uh, an unwelcome mat at her front door almost every time you get into late stages and she's had a good run. Hold on one second. Let's bring on Craig Moore. Uh, Craig, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Good, good, good. Yeah, Haley Deegan can't catch a break. Apparently, she's made the racing gods mad, too. Let's see. She, yeah. she's, showing, she's showing improvements uh, and showing the glimpses of talent that a lot of people are seeing and trying to say. It's just that this year has been bad luck. Yeah, and... It's a shame because we know she's Hello? Yeah, there you are. Can we know she's got the talent, can she string it together with some luck because she if it wasn't for bad luck, she'd have none at all. Well, it's always a lot of action. I think you know, a lot of times in the truck series just finishing is uh is uh, a big deal. Uh, these guys are a lot of young guys. There's a lot of wrecks, a lot of tents, a lot of tents, almost every single race. Um, you know, it, it's really, nobody's really running away with it right now, though, in the truck series. And, uh, you know, you just kind of have to wonder when does the talent pool start to slow down uh, between the truck series and the Xfinity series as the Cup series drivers. And, you know, we've only got a few more hands before uh, we're back down. Uh, to, I think to the uh, to the youth movement here again in the NASCAR Cup Series. I mean, you've got Martin Truex, you got Kevin Harvick, you got a few of these old skeezers. Uh, They're going to be giving it up in the next couple of years. And uh, you know, Kurt Busch, even Kyle Busch, and Joey Logano could be added to that name of retirement soon. So you know, um, the Truck Series has been known to you know be the breeding ground for some of these uh, talents that have eventually went on to the Cup Series. Tyler Reddick, Ryan Blaney. Example, um, but I'm just not seeing those characters right now within the truck series. It's almost, uh, it's almost like it should be. In, it, it, it's almost going back to the old man series again. I don't know what your thoughts are yeah. on that, guys. I think yeah, I, I don't really. I like the truck series with the young movement right now, but I think eventually it's going to go to. The, going to get to the point where, like you said, Chris, it's going to be like the old man series. Well, but um, 
the the part where you're going to slow down the movement is going to be probably within the next couple of years. If we if we're not seeing it hit now, I would say about five years tops is when it's going to start slowing down. And with the Xfinity pool, I mean, there's enough there's enough drivers now, but it's a lot of low budget teams, so there's only so much room for the Xfinity series. Well, I think, yeah, you're definitely going to see, I agree with both of you, Uh, it was the old man series for a long time, and then we got some new names in there, some fresh faces, and then things started to pick up, and now it's kind of like stagnant again, I think, I think once these guys move up, once these guys move up from the Infinity Series to Cup in the next couple years, uh, that'll open up some doors, but until then, I think we're pretty much going to stay right where we're at. I would expect to see Justin Allgaier move up in the next couple of years, especially if JRM puts together their uh, Cup Series effort. Uh, but other than that, the Truck Series is just stale. Now, one thing, one thing I do want to add with the Truck Series is... We should not sleep on Carson Holstevar. That guy is, if you guys remember Stuart Friesen before he won in Eldora, the number of times he finished second, Carson Holstevar is pretty much right there for the most part. Um, I think, and a couple other notables to really say something, Parker Klegerman, that guy's been putting a low-funded team into some really good finishes this year for only a part-time schedule. I don't know how teams are not letting him get into a full-time ride with somewhat competitive equipment. And the other one is Todd Bodine getting a top 10 finish. The Flying Onion. The, the first top 10 finish since 2012. The old man can still do it. Um, it's definitely some notables here. Matt Grafton. Man. I mean, you, you see it. You, you hear the names already. Um, Ryan Freeze, Zane Smith, and Tyler Ingram. Uh, those were the notables in the finish there. Uh, great job, though, by the Onion. Coming back, making his uh, 796 National Series start in route to 800 is what they said. So, um, yeah, just a, a, a good race. I enjoyed the trucks. I think Hosevar is one of those talents that, uh, that that we see that's kind of brewing before our eyes pass. A good call on uh, on bringing his name up. Uh, he's definitely one to watch. But, you know, I mean, at one point in time, this helped John Hunter Nemechek's longevity. Like, we see that he can be consistently uh, a winner in the truck series. Does this help him move through the next series, or is he going to be one of those that stalls out on on the ladder to success? What was the name, Chris? John Hunter Nemechek. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm having a hard time hearing you. We're going in and out. Uh, I don't know. I think that I think if they move him up too quick, um, from one series to the other, I think that could be detrimental. But on the other hand, 
No, 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 no. He's had a full season of cup racing. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It, you know, this guy, either no, he is no. a star or he's not a star. He's proven that he can win the trucks, but. No, this guy, John Hunter, I don't think he's going to have his wa- his career washed up because at first, yes, because he went from semi-competitive equipment with GMS, um, and then he went up to Cup Series, ran with front row, and I'm sorry, that kind of set him up for failure. He gets down to trust because Kyle Busch saw something in him that a lot of us knew he had but needed something but needed a break. Kyle Busch gave him that break, and he was a championship contender last year. This year, he's looking to do the same, and he's running part-time Xfinity, and no matter what car he's behind, regardless if it's the Sam Hunt racing car or or a Joe Gibbs equipment car, he's putting it up towards the front. This guy's got talent. Now, I'm telling you, if Kyle Busch leaves Joe Gibbs to go to some other Toyota team, Regardless of series, John, if if it's not Ty Gibbs being put in that Kyle Busch uh, 18 car, it's going to be John Hunter. Wow. You heard it first here. I don't know who can jump on that bandwagon with you, but uh, that is a bold statement to ask. Well, it's going to be, you know it's going to be Ty Gibbs uh, if Kyle Busch leaves. I think I, I pretty much think that they're working us on this, and they've got something close at hand, and they're just not letting it go. They like the media attention. Yep. That's, that's All right, well, let's get on. I mean, let's get on to Xfinity series. I think we we got ten minutes apiece. We kind of went a little bit over on that one. Um, Justin Algier snaps near year winless streak at Darlington. JRM seems to be uh, headed on the right path. Noah Gregson had a great finish. Yeah, he finished. Uh, he won stage one and two. Uh, just couldn't get, just, you know, got edged by the teaming of the Gator at the end. Um, another good one to mention is Riley Herbst. Uh, fifth in stage one. Uh, 10th in stage two, and he finished third at the end when it's all said and done. So right. maybe he's finally cracking in some good luck finally. I mean, you know, he's, uh, he has to, the best ability is availability, and the only time that you can uh, finish, have a good finish, is if you're there at the end. And so um, that's going to be where you see a turnaround with this team if they can finally start. Uh, finishing races. I'm going to tell you, this was a great team there a couple of years ago, and it's been a dominant team for the Stuart Hobbs stable for the last couple of years. To see Riley Hurst struggle like he has this year, I don't know, it's got us all head scratching of what what, uh, what, what what it might be. He's been decent in the, in the ARCA series and even uh, in the uh, um, truck series. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not sure if... Uh, He's going to be a late bloomer or what? The, the question marks are still out for Riley Herbst, but it was good to see that team uh, come across with a decent finish. John Hunter Nemechek, I believe, was fourth. Sam Mayer rounded out your top five. Landy Castle played sixth. I want to say something about Landy Castle's sixth-place finish. 
Um, from my understanding, Holly uh, Grayson is not very happy with their performances at this point in time. And uh, that, that's uh, you look at Landon Castle and what his career has been and where he's at now and how, how he's had these decent finishes in this pretty solid year already in the Xfinity Series. Landon Castle goes back, I think, all the way to 2005, 2006, guys. Uh, before the before junior motorsports even become um, the playground for Hendrick Motorsports, right? Uh, Landon Castle was a Hendrick developmental driver, I believe, in the 05, maybe the 07 or something for that. Uh, I would need some. Uh, I would need stats here uh, to check that out for me. Uh, but uh, yeah, so um, you know, to see the success that Landon's having, you have you hear Chris Wright say, "Look, uh, you know, we're not." Performing good right now, and you know, it needs three months to kind of get things back together. Uh, but uh, you know, you have to kind of wonder what Landon Castle, how he feels about the situation, knowing that he's run better now uh, than he has in years. So, you know, when you have your your uh, director saying, "Hey, we've got to we've got to be better," and you got Landon Castle who's basically putting together finishes better than he ever has, you wonder if the heat's kind of already on Castle that. Uh, Maybe his time there is running running out. Hopefully the sixth place finish uh, uh, kind of steers that back in the right direction because uh, I think it's really good to see one of these drivers that have really put in the, their their due uh, work uh, to be able to have something like this and for it to take off for them. Uh, I don't know what you guys are thoughts on that. Landon Castle, um, like. He's been one of those drivers that just gets put into underfunded equipment, and I don't think it's just the lack of talent behind him. I just think it's the sponsorship dollars behind him that's just making him where he's sitting. And Colleg, at first I thought him with Colleg, I wasn't too sure because of Daniel Hemrick and I believe, oh, because of they were losing. Um, Justin Haley, and I'm trying to think who the other – oh, Jeb Burton. And when they said that Landon Castle was taking Jeb Burton's ride, I was just, I got hesitant because, to me, the 10 car for Colleg last year was the worst-performing car on that team. So I was like, well, Castle just got just given a golden opportunity with Colleg, but he's getting screwed in this sense. And then they said Daniel Hemrick to the 11 to replace Justin Haley. I was like, well, they're going to propel Dinger and Hemrick, and basically Castle's just going to be there just to help them out, help the team out. And Castle's been, and Dinger's been number one, and Castle's obviously number two. And look where, and like I said for last year, the 10 car was the worst performing car of the of that tandem last year. Right. So I, I guess A.J. Allmendinger wasn't very ultra-competitive in this race. Uh, Landon Castle um, had the best finish for uh, Colleague Racing, as I was looking at the uh, the final rundown. Um, A.J. Allmendinger did finish uh, eighth, I believe. So Daniel Hammer finishes within the top ten. So it seems like Colleague Racing did have a lot better uh, finish this go around than, than in the past. Um, but uh, Austin Hill in that. Sheldon Creed, I think, is another driver that we've, we've tried to keep our eye on. Uh, uh, 
is driving now for Richard Childress Racing. Um, I'm not sure where he finished that guy. Yeah, I think he was last, I'm pretty sure. I think he had engine problems. Yeah, he had engine issues and finished last in the field. Other outside of uh, Justin Algar uh, picking up the wins uh, Saturday, is, is there anything else, guys, that kind of stands out uh, along with that? I don't know really think so. I, oh, Ty Gibbs finishing outside the top ten is a big notable. You know, this is a race tech where you have to really be driving, right? I mean, maybe maybe we're seeing a. Uh, you know, a, a dent in the armor there with Todd Gibbs because uh, this is a racetrack where it sets you, you really have to have talent to, to have a good finish. And uh, maybe maybe Todd just knows how to drive fast race cars and doesn't really rely on uh, his, his, his own talents. That could be Bubba's excuse, too. All right, well. Looks like uh, looks like we are going into our cup finishes at the uh, at the Lady in Black. Now I, I know the cars were all decorated this weekend with throwbacks and stuff. I heard it mentioned several times that maybe maybe the throwback has lost its lackluster. Um, you know, Joey Logano won this race and you know in I guess unusual fashion I didn't expect Logano to punt William Byron but it seemed like more of the top story this weekend was how the the uh, the, the paint schemes have kind of played themselves out what was the bigger story guys was it the Logano punting Byron or is it uh, that, that they played out these uh uh, throwback paint schemes. I personally think that the gimmick is over with the uh, paint schemes. I think they're nice, but that, to me, that wasn't the lead story. Uh, it was the fact that there was two of them. It was one Legato punished Byron, um, and two. Bush parked his car at the end of pit road going into the garage area, got out and walked. Um, I think those were the two major stories coming out of the weekend. I thought the cars looked cool. I thought the announcers, you know, their their outfits were pretty neat. But I didn't see really any paint schemes this year that, or wraps, I should say, because it's not paint anymore, that... I went, whoa, that's really cool. So I think I, I Oh come on. You didn't it. you didn't like the track house schemes that much? Come on, the Taylor the Coca Cola the schemes that ran in Japan, man. Yeah, but yeah. It was, I mean I, I don't how, how I does don't that look forward to it as much. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's lost as lackluster and I think that uh um uh, it's, it's okay if they continue to do it. I think that it's fine. 
Uh, but let's quit using the same schemes over and over and over again, you know. And when, why the hell hasn't anybody went out there and, and done the intimidator scheme? I, I didn't understand that. I mean, they they do all the Wrangler schemes and the JD Stacy schemes, but uh, no, 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 none of them that he's uh, most famous for. That the man in black. Maybe they're afraid. Maybe they're afraid to get it wrong. Who knows? I think a lot of it. <laughs> a lot, a lot of that to do with that car still out on the racetrack, and uh, um, I guess Teresa has, has everything else to do with it. Teresa, Teresa, Teresa. She had to make her name in the headlines this week uh, as she put a cease and desist letter to uh, Trackhouse Racing for the uh, number one car. Um, I did notice though that that cease and desist. Uh, no, did not go to Fox as they displayed the, uh, the the number one all weekend long without the line in it. So uh, um, Teresa must have gave the okay to the network, but not the okay to um, uh, Trackhouse and or just the network just really didn't give a damn. I mean, I, I, that could have been the case there. So uh, uh, I'm not really sure what the what that was, but I did notice the little icon number that they put out did not have the line in it, so, uh, you know, I don't know. But Teresa had to put her name, uh, I had to remind everybody that she's still the owner of that uh, stylized number one, and obviously uh, probably the uh, the eight as well. Um, but, uh, so, you know, Lagana punts William Byron. That's probably the lead story. Kyle Busch parks it at the garage. I'm not sure if we're not feeding too much into that. He did have a broken axle. Um, he was not going to be able to make that corner. Obviously, this is the same racetrack where last year he was fined $50,000 for entering into the pit angry. Uh, was it a slap back to uh, NASCAR for the penalty that he got last year? Uh, I'm not sure. You know, did he did he feel that if he tried to put it in reverse, try to stick it in there, that he might cost himself another fifty thousand dollars? You know, I mean, Kyle Busch knows when Kyle Busch is mad. Uh, you know, and he knows what he's uh, capable of destroying and what he's willing to destroy. I honestly, my reactionary to that all was. Uh, that just cost Kyle Busch his ride uh, because it's going to be really hard to sell that type of attitude uh, to a sponsor and to your race team, especially when you have somebody like the grandson on the heels or, you know, possibly a talent in Joe, John Hunter Nemechek um, or even possibly a free agent uh, that we haven't named yet. Um, so it's a... Uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, uh, game of checkers, of chess, I should say, as, as we close in on the uh, on the midpoint of silly season, because you expect your top three agents uh, to have something put in stone pretty quick. If this drags out into July and could possibly go into August, uh, Kyle Busch would need to start making sure that his plans or to depart uh, from Doug Gibbs' race. 
I said that when I seen him get out of the car and walk back. Uh, I turned around and looked at my father and I said, well, I said he's in contract negotiations this year. I said, that probably won't work well in his favor. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, you don't abandon your car and, and walk back. I said, he's got to go to the Intel Care Center. And I seen him go to his trailer. And I'm like, oh, he'll be going to get a visit from NASCAR soon. So I just think that, you know, like you said, Chris, Kyle Busch knows when Kyle Busch is mad. And that was pretty much the writing on the wall because if I was a potential car owner and or a sponsor, I'd be looking at that going, you know, this guy's pretty much in court. He's going to do what he wants. Yup, we can get, we can attract sponsors for him, but are they going to put up with his temper tantrum? And then the other part of me said, well, I wonder, oh, the other part of me said, I wonder what he would do if Brexit did that. His son. I wonder how he would react if his son acted that way. And, you know, but go ahead, Chris. No, it's actually... It's, uh, it's Taz. Yeah, Kyle Bush pretty much basically repeated it last year with his... Uh, stop and fit road deal, but obviously this time around he made sure that it wasn't getting fined for it. But uh, I I wouldn't say not anything. I wouldn't say anything major in terms of visual, but if you're gonna be you know if you're trying to make sure you have a ride for next year, which for Kyle Busch he probably doesn't even care because you don't know why he owns a truck team. He's gonna put him, if he doesn't get a cup ride, he's gonna find himself in the truck series. Like, it's not like he's going to lose anything. Uh, you got a point there. I just, uh, I, I just don't think that as, as a driver and as a potential and as a car owner, I mean, how would he like if somebody did that in his truck team? Well, then again, he might condone it because he is Kyle Bush. But, you know, part of me just wonders if that was one of his drivers that did that, how would he look at it? I, can I did notice that I, I would think. Crew. I did notice that the track crews were a little bit quicker on removing the cars than what they were in the beginning. So, uh, uh, kudos to NASCAR for that. They didn't have to. They didn't, the car didn't have to sit there for very long. Now, Kyle Bush. I don't know. He, I just. He can. I mean, he was pretty much a blunt and forward with a couple of years ago with um Jake Crap. I'm trying to think who it was at the time with the E T truck. Might have been Chandler Smith still or I don't remember. Maybe might have been somebody else. I don't remember, but somebody wasn't performing with the E T truck, but every other truck of his, regardless if he was behind the wheel or if somebody else was behind that fifty one truck, everyone was performing and doing 
ecstatic and getting top five wins in top tens or whatever. But I know there was one driver that was struggling, and he was pretty much up forward and blunt saying, you know, if you're not getting the finishes, then I'm just dumping you after this year. That might have so, been I mean, it, it might have been. I don't remember exactly, but Kyle Busch, I mean, I don't really think he cares. I mean, if he'll – I mean, yeah, he can sit there and say how – He's going to have two mindsets. He's going to think as an owner, he's going to think as a driver, but he's going to, but whichever role he's playing that day, he's going to play that role that day. So Sunday he played as driver and forgot the team owner hat. So, I mean, yeah, he could look back at it and say, look at it from an owner's perspective, but I don't think he's going to care because that day he saw it as that he's a driver. He's got the driver mentality, not the owner mentality, so he's not going to care. Right. Right. Yeah, and I think we're forgetting that this this guy's been catered since he was 15, 16 years old. You know, he is he is the new racer, right? He's the, he's the kid that's been making laps since he was a kid. NASCAR had their eye on him well before he was even 18 years of age. Um, he acts like he, he, like he owns the sport because literally Kyle Busch owns the sport. Okay, he's got he's got enough reasons to act the way that he does. He has enough trophies behind him. But there's another Toyota driver that sits over there at the sister camp, and he acts that way. And he has no he has nothing behind him to act that way for. So you know, Kyle Busch owns the sport at this point in time. I don't know who in the heck would have a problem. You're talking about the only two-time champion in the sport right now. You know, uh, he's the only guy with multiple championships. Um, you know, I just uh, I just don't know why the check hasn't already been written and his future at Joe Gibbs Racing hasn't already been been locked in. I do have, I, I do want to talk real quick about uh, the Chase Elliott wreck and Brett Keselowski incident too, but we'll we'll, we'll we'll see what you have. What, what is it, Craig? Well, the other thing with um, Kyle Busch, if you notice, they were going to give him a waiver if his what's his wife's name? Uh, I forget, but if she went in and gave birth to his kid, and he yeah, Samantha, uh, that he would get a waiver for missing the race. Another Kyle Bush rule. Um, so that just further shows that it is NASCAR. It is the Kyle Bush NASCAR series. That was not a Kyle Bush rule. That no, was that's Tony not a Kyle Stewart Bush rule. rule. No, no, no. That was a Tony Stewart rule. rule. That was put. When, when, yeah. When Larson left, when Larson got fired in the COVID year, and then for his for his incident. And Kenseth took over. NASCAR waived off Kenseth's eligibility to or non eligibility because Kenseth was allowed to be playoff eligible if he were to qualify or make or finish high enough in the standings, however you want to word it, to where he could be in the playoffs. Ross Shastin, um, in the truck series is another great example, who ran trucks full-time but was running Xfinity full-time, declared for Xfinity points, and then like five races in the truck series, declared for truck points. And once he declared for truck points, NASCAR said, okay, your eligibility, your non-eligibility for the playoff contention is now waived off because you are not eligible. So it's not I mean, really a Kyle, Kyle Busch rule. 
And then Kyle Busch broke his leg, and he was out for how many weeks? And they said as long as he won a race, finished in the top 30, he was eligible. It, it did happen. Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch did take advantage of that rule. But, my God, you have to push back to 2016 when Tony Stewart, uh, the Kevin Ward incident, that was the very first time that that rule uh, was ever used. So, technically, it would be a Tony Stewart rule, but but I digress. It doesn't matter. The fact that it is is he's a champion out there wrecking another champion, and since his name's Chase freaking Elliott, not a soul wants to talk about it. But yet, you go up two weeks ago, and Chase Elliott got into it with Cody Ware, and everybody wants to talk about it. Cody Ware, Cody Ware got into Chase Elliott, everybody wants to talk about it. Chase Elliott has been in 18 on-track incidents already this year, tied with, I believe, Todd Gillian. But it ain't ever Chase Elliott's fault. That's my Chase Elliott well, I mean, for the day. No, I, oh, I missed this one. I have to go back and look at it. <laughs> Cody Ware. Speaking of, speaking of, Cody Ware had a great finish, a top 20 finish. How about that? Where did he finish? Uh, top 20. You missed the pun there this time. Y'all caught it last week. Where did Cody Ware finish? I think that should be... Does he have a warehouse behind him, too? Does he have a warehouse sponsoring him, too? I don't know. That would be cool if he did. Warehouse? That is the warehouse. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. But uh, right, so, so, uh, so, what, so let's get to the hot topic of William Byron and Joey Logano. We haven't talked about that. We talked about the other stories. We're missing the hot topic here. Oh, my goodness. So I don't know, the man. I don't know. I mean, is that racing? I mean, is that is that okay these days? I mean... I thought you got your ass kicked in the pants for 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 doing that. Willie <laughs> <laughs> well, Drunk man. said after that post race interview and some of the comments being made from some of the media. Woohoo! Um, oh, maybe we might be seeing some character coming out of this young lad. Well, you know that's something I would have liked to have seen William Byron do more than. Cussed at Jeff Gordon about the actions of Joey Logano. It would have been really great to see William Byron, even if he's kept his helmet on, uh, to go up to the victory lane and maybe just stomp his foot or something. I don't know. I mean, the guy's so vanilla. I mean, he's, he's more vanilla than Matt. He's, he's like a clone of Cherry Lapani and Matt Kinsley. Like he's a mixture of both. But the fans like Willie B. The fans like him, and I think that's a good sign for him. All right, so we got Chris's take on it. Greg, what do you got? Well, I think William Byron is just a younger version of the politically correct Jeff Gordon. And we 
because even if you listen to Gordon's interview after it was all said and done, he was vanilla all about it. He was, well, you know, but y'all know shooting a race like that, I would have liked to have seen another laugh. Listen, it's the last laugh. He knew he was going to get wanted. He got a little loose. His tires were going away. It, it is what it is. That's racing. Quit you bitching. And stiffen that upper lip, as the Eminem song says, and come back and get him next week. But do wow. I think there's a payback in his future? Yeah, I think Byron will pay him back, but it will be later in the season. All right, so I I kind of think it's a, more of a racing deal. I I would say I would say the bump and run. Totally intentional to happen, but I don't think Byron kind of like dumps or Logano kind of dumping Byron in a sense where Byron kind of wrecked. I would say no, it didn't really necessarily happen. But, um, well, I, I should say the end result probably wasn't supposed to happen. But the bumper run definitely was. And you know what? I favor Joey Logano trying it. I mean, you're going out to win the race. you got to try a little bit of something. The end result may not be the way you intended for it, but you won't know until you try. Well, that's just it. It was a, it was a pure racing incident. You know, Byron can get all mad if he wants, but you know what? I said it. I said it in the video. I think it was this morning or yesterday. If it comes down to it, we've all said we wrecked my, we wrecked your, our own mothers to win a race. Um, Legato wanted that win. That was all there was to it. He seized an opportunity. He bumped him. He, he got him loose, and he took the lead. I don't now, think there is a right and wrong first place on a racetrack to do that. There's not a wrong lap to do that. Hey, we're racing for the lead, whether it's a lap and a half before the finish or going into three and four. It is what it is. I expect it to be done to me. You should be. You should expect it to be done to you. It's a lot of money on the line. Now, the... Now, the question is going to be around, and I know that some people are going to say, well, why are you saying this incident is different from other incidents in before that I've, I personally declared as racing incidents or, you know, it's a little dirty, but I've, we have all seen Joey Logano race. We all know. I, I know Logano races aggressively, but I don't think he's aggressive to the point where he's going to wreck somebody as a purpose and result. Chastain, I've seen some aggression out of him. Oh, boy. But that's another story to tell for another time. Now, the question that Miss Lee asked in our in our thread here was, will we see retaliation next week from Willie B? You know where the retaliation is going to come from? I'm going to make a prediction right now. William Byron. I know he ain't going to listen to this, but I'm going to say this right now. William Byron's message is out to you. Throw back your paint team at Martinsville during the playoffs 
to Matt Penn's Dollar General card and take out Joey Logano, and there's your retaliation. Provided that Joey Logano makes the chase. It don't matter, chase or not. Just take him out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't know if anybody did correct that. Uh, Sam isn't pregnant. Uh, she has. They have a surrogate mother. Um, that's, that's actually uh, delivering the child. Um, so Taylor's showing again. He doesn't have, know how to make friends for sure, Miss Lee. Uh, that's exactly. But, you know, Joey doesn't mind being that way, and uh, I think that's the mentality of any racer anyway. Kyle Busch really is not there to make friends either, so um, I can kind of see uh, that is the new. Hey, Elliot, the new spoiled brat, most definitely, but, uh, you know, he, he's, he's kept the name in the headlines every single week, that's for sure. Speaking of, you had Chase there. You had Austin Bill in the booth. What did you guys think of that? Did you like it? Who in the booth? Bill Elliott. Oh, wow. I I don't know how I missed that then. I did. I liked it. I like having the older people in the booth. I I think it's just... It has a little bit of nostalgia, and that's exactly what it's supposed to do for the Darlington race, bring back the nostalgia. So, yeah, it works, but I want it done on a weekly basis. No. But, um, I think it's, I think it's, uh, it's cool for the throwback race. I was enthused to have, uh, Bill Elliott there. I, I'm not a Bill Elliott hater. I am a Chase Elliott disliker. Uh, but I, I like to meet some off the bill and still do. Um, you know, it, once again, though, it's kind of, uh, you know, you're putting Bill Elliott in the booth to, to talk about racers, and, you know, he's, his son's a racer. So, I, you know, it's kind of a conflict of interest there. I wish that they had true announcers. I wish we still had the Ken Squires and the Dick Bergeron uh, in the booth calling races. Um, you know, Mike Joy is probably the last of the last of the breed. Other than, I mean, maybe one day Adam Alexander maybe will will be that guy, or, or what's the other guy's name, uh, Robert Long, Richard Long, or something like that. Anyway, um, yeah. So I enjoyed that as well. Tess, I guess you didn't get to you didn't get to see it. No, he said, I don't know, maybe he's dealing with the maybe he's dealing with the um, No, I liked it. I mean, like I said, it was good for what it was, which was throwback race. Uh, yeah. I like. Yeah, I mean, I don't I like think Bill Elliott in the booth every week. Right? No, it, you know, no, definitely not. I think that uh, Bill Elliott in the booth every week would be like. Honestly, I, I believe that either they should have gotten Tony Stewart to do it or they need to bring Larry Mack back because Larry Mack is an experienced commentator. He knows how to do it. I know a lot of people are partial on Larry Mack, 
uh, but he is America's crew chief, and uh, I think that uh, he, he has a spot. He, he's worked beside Mike Joy for years, and uh, there should have been no question putting Larry Mack back in that position if it was something that he wanted to do. But, uh, uh, yeah, who, who could replace Mike Joy? I don't think Mike Joy is going anywhere. I, you know, Mike Joy, it's taken him a long time to out to outlive uh, all the other ones. I, I think he's going to enjoy his seniority for a minute uh, because he is he is kind of senior to Frog. Remember, he comes from Chris a- uh, Akimaki, Akonimaki. He comes from Dave to Spain. I mean, uh, you know, Ken Squire, of course, Ned Jarrett. Uh, you know, th- I mean, Mike Joy was part of the all-star crew, uh, the Dick Bergerins and all that, uh, that, you know, the Dr. Jerry Punches of the world. So Mike Joy, to be where he's at today, to outlive and uh, out-career uh, those legends that was before him, I, I'm sure that he's going to enjoy being at the top of the uh, food chain for as long as he can. Um, you know, I'd like to see DW come back, I really would, but uh, I guess uh, we can start our black flag, checkered flag segment if you guys want to. We can start with Taz. Uh, let's see. Black flag, checker flag. Black flag of the weekend. Oh, God. I guess, I guess black flag would have to be, you know what? Don't hate me for this. Uh, don't hate, don't be hating on me, folks. But I think the black flag should go to us. Our picks did crap this week. For the Cup Series. Uh, yep. I mean, the best. Hey, well, I, mean, I got John best. Hunter. And then I got a top 10 with. Uh, I said the uh, Cup Series. I said the Cup yeah, Series. Yeah, Austin Hill. I mean, yeah. the best finish we all had was William Byron, and that was our production manager, Miss Lee, picking him. And Chris sat 21st, Craig sat 24th, and I finished in the rear end with Mr. CJ. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! <laughs> and ch- my hey, check over there, but I'm not going there. Yeah, you would take it easy, there, fella. <laughs> All right, what's your checker? Checker flag gonna go out to the flying onion. He's the guy still got it. Yeah, yeah, top ten finish. Uh, Todd Bodine closing in on his 800th uh, career. National Series start. Man, it seems like yesterday he was riding around the old Tabasco car. Lord have mercy. Greg, uh, you, All right. you want to share your checker flag? Black flag, checker flag? Stepping away from the phone, have to get gas. <laughs> okay, his black flag is Kyle Busch, his checkered flag is Tabo Dye. So, uh, all right. <laughs> I swear. Okay, so my black flag goes to the networks. Why the hell are you going to schedule an F1 race in the parking lot of the Dolphins Stadium the same damn time that you're going to start the NASCAR race? 
Now, Formula One, I love you. And and, and I love the damn racing that y'all give, okay? It, it is not cup racing. It's not stock car racing. It's its own racing. And I like it. But when you sit around and you schedule on top of a series that races every third weekend at the same time mostly, man, come on. Come on, networks. I wanted to watch both races, and you took it away from me. And as far as I'm concerned, that's racist. That is that 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 that's just that's taking my racing away, and I don't like it. I think it's racist. So I don't know how y'all feel, but that's my black flag. Networks, you've got to do better. My checker flag. My checker flag, man. You keep doing what you're doing, Cody Ware, and I'm gonna buy me some 51 gear. But first of all, you go out and you let Chase Elliott know that you ain't no punk. And second, this week you get a top 20 finish. Look, if he'd have stayed out and took the lucky dog like he should have, uh, he would have been he would have been uh, uh, racing with them boys. But instead, you know, he, he he did the smart thing. He went in, he got tires, and uh, you know was able to race his way back up and uh, got a, got a top 20 finish. He earned it. Uh, Tyler Reddick tried to put him in the wall. Uh, you know, I really. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I could give the black flag to, to Chase Elliott for wrecking Keselowski, too, but um, I don't know. I, I like it better on the network side of it. But anyway, my checkered Stone. flag, of course, goes to Cody Ware. I, I'm, we're going to start a Where's, Where's Cody Ware segment uh, on the Race Chat Live. As a matter of fact, if you're listening right now and you and you like the, like the idea of starting a Where's Cody Ware segment, it's kind of like a Where's Waldo. Um Where's Cody? Cody where? No, 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 no. Where's Cody? Don't don't say where again. Just say where's Cody. Where's Cody? Where's Cody? Probably at the warehouse. Uh Uh (laughs) Uh Aha. Listen, I've been busting out dad jokes all day today, so that was that's been on my roll. Uh, that's your wheelhouse, huh, buddy? Definitely so. Definitely, definitely. All right, so uh, maybe Craig. Not sure Shout about the races, day. but I, I mean, what else do you call it? Like it's racing, right? So, so when you take it away, I mean, when you take the ability, I don't know, I don't know. It may not be racist, but it just it feels right because it has something to do with racing and uh. If it ain't right, then I don't understand the definition of it, man. Because I don't know, it just seems racist. All right. What about oh. Formula One racing in a parking lot? Did anybody watch it? Because from what no, I've I didn't seen, get to watch Formula. What I've seen on on ratings was they got a 2.0. Or, oh crap! I forgot. I forgot what the ratings are. So, should we hit on stat of the day, then? Stat of the day! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! All right. So, there were 
24 lead changes at Darlington for the cup race. 2,569 green flag passes that averaged out to 10.4 passes per green flag lap. Now, we're going down to the the lap leading counter. Joey Logano led the most of 107. Then it was Denny Hamlin at 42. Would you believe that the next driver leading this many laps would have finished last? Kyle Larson led 30 laps. It was the, led the third most at Darlington. And because of engine problems, he finished last. Now, do you think that is a problem, real quick? Do you think that was caused by the spin, or did they ever say anything about that? I don't remember if they ever said anything to further detail into what the engine trouble was. Uh, Craig, did you catch any of that? I don't know if Craig's still here. No, I didn't, I didn't uh, catch anything. Yeah, I'm back. Uh, I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything on uh, that light radio or anything about what caused the problem. Craig, you're in. You're in, Craig. Yeah, you're in. I just said I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything as to what happened with his engine. So I shared to you guys the uh, stats for uh, for the ratings and all. The NASCAR Cup Series at Darlington had a 1.45 rating. Uh, that equals out to 2.614 million views. 18 to 49 demographic, 517,000 viewers. Uh, Formula One at Miami, which was a lot shorter race. It was kind of an hour and a half span. It had a 1.08 rating and a 2.66 million views with the 18 to 49 demographic of 735,000 views. So you guys take that for what it's worth. Uh, more young people were watching Formula One than NASCAR. NASCAR had about 200,000 old folks over 49, which would be like Craig. Um, they, 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 they watched the race. If you're old like Craig, you're, you're more of a typical NASCAR fan. If you're young like Taz, you're you're more likely to be a Formula One fan. So, and I'm I'm stuck in the middle. Well, I just I, I agree with you, Chris. Putting it on is the same. Getting back to what you were saying about your black flag, putting it back on, putting it on at the same time helped bring in the viewers for it, but it didn't help all that much. They only stole uh, a few viewers, um, because people are typically used to NASCAR running on. NASCAR's going to run on a Sunday, they're going to watch it. Miami was, uh, uh, I mean, Formula One, if I'm not mistaken, that's normally a European series, is it not? They run yes, very yes, few races sure. here in the States. Right. They run very few races in the States. Right. And IndyCar is the dominant open wheel source of racing here, the, uh, not, not Formula One. Formula One was the European style. Now, Formula One has competed at the Brickyard. 
um, at the Indianapolis uh, Speedway. Um, they've been, they've raced here in America. They've basically had, you know, one race a year. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, so, yeah. They've taken a lot of steam with what's been happening with the Netflix series. But also, people are, you know, people are different these days. COVID kind of changed a lot. And, uh, you know, Formula One found out how to attract to its fan base and, and grow the sport most. There's NASCAR fans. Don't let these stats fool you. NASCAR is still the most important motorsports in America. But outside of America, Formula One has 10 times the fans of American fans yeah, for NASCAR. I mean, Formula One is a world sport. Yeah, I did right. job. I didn't, I didn't watch the Formula One race because I didn't know it was on. But I'm kind of wondering why they put it in the Miami Dolphins uh, parking lot. What was what was the uh, premise behind that? Do you know, Chris? Well, yeah. I mean, it was just they, that was part of where the racetrack was uh, was made at, and of course, being a Grand Prix, they used some some frontage road and. Uh, um, I, I think a bridge that actually goes over a bay, uh, but uh, for the most part, the, most of the track was actually in the parking lot of the Miami Dolphins uh, Stadium. So um, I believe that's where the grandstands were as well. So I mean, what they basically did was they used NASCAR's concept with the arena. Um, in, in uh, Los Angeles, the Coliseum, and they did their own, and, and, it, and it was successful, right? I mean, there were tickets being sold for five thousand dollars. So, um, seemed like a lot of people were there as well. Do you know what the attendance was for Darlington? No. Do you happen to know what that was? I was just, I was just wondering. Because again, the stands. I mean, I don't know how many people there are in the holes, but uh, it just didn't seem like the fans. The stands were all that packed, which could lead to the uh, cancellation of the throwback series uh, gimmick that we've had for the last ten plus years. Chad says something about doing a local roundup. That's good, Taz. Take over. Yeah, we, uh, I know our promoter down here is working hard and getting 
2021 season since the season uh, opened up at that track last Friday. So this past Friday at round number two for the Sunoco Modified, there was Superman Matt Shepard going two for two on the season, beating out Billy Decker, Jessica Friesen, Rocky Warner, and the Genoa Giant Pat Ward for the top five in the Worthington Industries. Crate 602 Sportsman Peyton Talbot with the win over Matt Jancic. Brian Calabrese, Gordon Smith, and A.J. Miller, the top five. In the Next Generation Graphics Pro Stocks, it was Bo Ballard taking the win over Dan Swazik, Brett Belden, Jay Corbin, and Josh Coonrat, the top five. In the Fastline Performance Limited Sportsman, it was Alex Hughes with the win over Matt Backus, Eric Jensen, Seth Martin, and Zach Welch for the top five. In the Fonda Fair four-cylinder division, uh, Corey Velade with the dual overhead cam win and Jacob Kimball with the single overhead cam win and the Senior Services Incorporated All-Star Slingshot feature. It was Chris Darrow with the win over Brett Putnam, Josh Kirsten Sports, and Dustin Sen. In the DNS Landscaping Junior Slingshots, it was Blake Bannock over Corky Warner, Savannah Simmons, Brody Jandick, and Chase Ford. Move over to Saturday night for Dollar Night at Fonda Speedway. Um, the, the race results there, we had for the Sonoga Modified, Matt DiLorenzo with a last lap pass over to win the Modified feature over Ryan Godown. Stuart Friesen, Rocky Warner, and Ronnie Johnson, the top five. In the Swagger Factory Apparel Street 602 Sportsman, it was Brian Calabrese with the win over Chad Edwards, Cody Clark, Troy Zill, and Jason Riom, the top five. In the Algonquin Motel Pro Stocks, Nick Stone wins yet again over Kenny Geek, Shane Playford, Bo Ballard, and Steve Kosselman. In the Montgomery County Office for Aging Limited Sportsman, Josh Kane gets the win over Mike Kalkbrenner, Connor Prokop, Zach Dufel, and Kyle Dingman. In the Bond Affair four-cylinder division, it was Ken Hollenbeck with a single overhead cam win and Kerry Hollenbeck the dual overhead cam win. And for both of those tracks, this upcoming Friday and Saturday, the Empire Super Sprint Series will be at those two tracks, Friday night at Utica, Saturday at Fonda, and move on over to Glen Ridge Motorsports Park for Sunday, as I'm trying to pull up the results. I had the results for everybody, but now I'm trying to scroll through for the Sunday results. 
feature winners. Feature winners. Oh, here we go. The results right here. Andrew Buff wins the Red Chair Dirt Car 602 Sportsman. Feature over Brian Calabrese, Justin Buff, Ricky Quick, Garrett Pullman, Cody Oaks, Griffin Mansmith, Zach Buff, and Al McCoy. In the Yerkowitz Auto Crushers Dirt Car Pro Stocks, Cousin Luke Horning gets the win over Andy Graves, Frank Horde, and Kyle Horde. In the Churco Fusco Realty Limited Sportsman, Mike Hill with a win over Butchie Irwin, Wesley Sutliff, Lucas Duncan, and Jimmy Duncan, who did not take the green. In the Street Stock Division, it was Adam Trinka over Mark Dukui. Harley Shepard and Brandon Tyler did not take the green. In the Dirt Car Single Cam Mini Stock Division, Bruce Little with the win over Jay Ingersoll Jr., Dale Van Allen, and then Blaze Post did not take the green. In the Dirt Car Dual Cam Mini Stock Division, Billy Hillman with the win over Norman Lamphier, Sean Hemstreet, Jamie Warner, Ariana Schultz, and Zach McSpirit. In the Northeast Paving and Steel Co. All-Star Slingshot, there was Adam Fusco over Danny Ballard, Tucker Jones, Kirsten Schwartz, and Nick Millard, top five. Um, no, Adam Fusco, Fusco with the win, Danny Ballard second, Tucker Jones third, Kirsten Schwartz fourth, Nick Millard the top five. And in the Junior Slingshot, there was Avery Decker with the win over Corky Warner in second, EJ Hatch third, Sloan Terrico fourth, and Jaden Pierce the top five. And... That'll pretty much wrap it up for my local wrap-up because the Short Track Super Series is racing tonight at the Accord Speedway for, I believe, round number two or three of the North Region uh, Series. So, Chaz, I got a question for you. Shoot it. When the Hollenbeck brothers finally decide to retire... It, it will probably be a breath of fresh air to see somebody else's name in the winner as the winner every week. No kidding. Uh, would you agree? There's 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 a comment I've been saying to a couple people, but it's not fully appropriate for radio, so I'll just kind of keep it to myself. But it would be a breath of fresh air to see somebody else to win in that division besides them. Yeah. I've known them 10, 12 years, and there's nobody that ever has anything for them, too. Not for very long, that is. So, but thanks for the uh, wrap-up there of the local stuff. What do we got next? Oh, let's go over the sponsors and platforms. I got those. So, we do want to thank our sponsors of the 110 Nation Radio Network. Um, Phoenix Fitness. Bears Bull Marketing Group. And Carolina Sports Plus. Of course, you can catch our, our shows. On all sorts of all sorts of needs of where you get your podcasting, um, we're on podpage.com, of course, Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, RSSP, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, GeoSaving, Podcast Addicts, 
uh, Deezer, Podchaser, and on YouTube. And again, if you don't catch us live on Tuesday nights here on Blog Talk Radio, you not only listen along to, you, you don't have to click on the Blog Talk Radio link. You can just find us by 13110 Nation Sports. You'll find us in any of those platforms there that I just listed off. Yep. We are easy to find. We're everywhere. No, 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 no issues listening to the show. Uh, there's some background noise. I don't know if it's maybe a window open or something. I'm not sure. But it's, uh, no, it's my air conditioner. Wow. It is terrible. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, I guess that'll take care of the roundup. Um, thanks. We had a guest interview, but because it got pushed back to next week, so next, so what would have been our interview tonight for this half hour is next week. Um, that is Ashley Allen of Allen Racing. Uh, they'll discuss their uh, 2022 plans slash how their season has started, and much more to come out of that stable. Yep. Uh, next weekend, next week, I will not be available. I, uh, you say, well, where are you going? And I said, well, I'm going to Dave Matthews Band concert uh, in Brandon, Mississippi. So uh, I will not be, uh, not, I will not be available next Tuesday. Uh, of all the days for Dave Matthews to come to Mississippi, it had to be on a Tuesday night. So that's just the way it goes. But uh, I owe Miss Heather a great birthday present and Mother's Day present, and uh, that's what uh, that's what I got her. So yeah, getting to go see Dave Matthews Band. Looking forward to that. Uh, I believe we have a fan question for the week. Uh, Miss Rebecca Sears sent us a fan question. I shared it earlier with the group. This one, this was not so hard. Okay, first of all, I want, we need to correct ourselves from last week on the, I believe it was the fan question, and we, we, I've really kind of messed it up real good. Uh, but, um, you know, basically what we found was an article that I think dated all the way back to 2016. And so that caution clock that was uh, being talked about was actually something that really did happen. And it was pre-take. So what happened was in 2016, NASCAR decided that they wanted to find a new – uh, a new method. So that basically, after every uh, uh, twenty, I say caution class. After every twenty laps or so, if there wasn't a caution, they would bring out would bring out a caution uh, the, and to bunch the field up. That would keep the field from getting separated. So they they did that all year long, and basically the conclusion was this is how how we fix the entire racing network, and they they created the stage racing, which also at that same time that created the caution clock, which is um, when you come in and you have damage to your car, you have uh, five minutes to get your car uh, up to race speed. So I had to fix that from last week. But this week, the question, I believe, is uh, uh, okay. Sorry about that. We talked about pit road penalties before and how there is a speed limit when you enter. Someone said the race cars don't have speedometers in them. 
how they know how fast they're going on pit road then. So if you uh, if you watch the beginning, very beginning of the races, while they're still kind of rolling around the top of the racetrack, you'll watch the pace car bring them down pit row. What that is doing is the pace car is calculating their their rev limiter. Um, so the pace car is going to come down pit row at pit row speed. The race cars or race trucks will follow in behind, and they will set their rev limiter on whatever it is that they feel that 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 they're at pace with following the pace truck or car uh down the pit road. So it's all done uh, it's basically, you know, like a little like a little, I guess they push a button or something and that's where uh the uh they are they're looking at their RPMs because there is no speedometer. So whatever their RPMs is, I don't know if they push a button or anything like that, but they do watch exactly where their RPMs are supposed to be. Uh, when they come down pit road, that's basically they're calibrating pit road speed. Uh, so from that point on, when they come back around and they come into pit road again the next time, they try to match the RPMs that they were at uh, when they come down pit road during that uh, during that pre-race uh, uh, drive-through. So um, that that was a pretty simple one this week. Of course, uh, I had to screw it all up last week, and I'm sorry about that, Mr. Becker, but I think we got that taken care of. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you got any fan questions, please present them uh, to any of us here, or you can uh, submit it to Race Chat Live on our Facebook page or through our messenger. Uh, we'll be glad to uh, um, uh, We'll be glad to read them on air. Um, how to produce, have them. Oh, okay. Um yeah, uh, let's stay with the show here, guys. I uh, can't. So I work. We got our fan oh, okay. question. Oh, I want to break. Oh, well, it's not really breaking news at this point now, but I want to put out some news. Um, if y'all haven't, if y'all haven't heard, um, and he call me the Mister SR expert at this point. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, there is SRX news. Uh, Nashville mm. has announced their local driver and will pilot the 13th, that's right, I said 13 cars for Nashville. Uh, Cole Williams won the fan vote at with like a week left to, I think it was like a week left to go in the fan vote. Brittany more. at first it was Bubba Pollard dominating, dominating the fan vote. Then when Bubba Pollard won, um, won the SRX ride from the Five Flags twin race event. Uh, he um, he decided he ended up being declining, which I can understand why. Um, because if I were a fan, I mean, I love Bubba Pollard, but if he was given a chance to race at a track to represent a local star, then somebody else should. So he doesn't, you know, take somebody else's opportunity. So that entered Brittany Zamora. Brittany Zamora was dominating the fan vote for the longest time, and then with like a week left, Cole Williams all of a sudden took over, and he's the local guy for Nashville. And also, Chase the Face will be piloting an SRX car, so there will be 13 cars at uh, Sharon Speedway for the finale. Um, so the SRX lineup goes as follows. So we know our full-time drivers are Paul Tracy, Marco Andretti, Ryan Hunter-Rie. 
Brian Newman, Greg Biffle, Bobby Labonte, Michael Waltrip, Tony Stewart. Tony Kanan is in five of the six. The only race he's not at is Stafford. Um, Ernie Francis Jr. will be running five flags along with Bill Elliott and Bubba Pollard. South, South Boston, we'll see Helio Castroneves, Ernie Francis Jr., and the local driver, Peyton Sellers. At Stafford, we'll see Helio Castroneves, Haley Deegan, Bill Elliott, and the local driver, Matt Hirschman. At Nashville, we'll see Helio Castroneves, Joseph Newgarden, Matt Kenseth, and Cole Williams, who is a local driver. At I-55 Speedway, it will, we will see Haley Deegan, Matt Kenseth, and recently announced Ken Schrader. And at Sharon Speedway, we'll see Matt Kenseth, Ryan, Ryan Blaney, Dave Blaney, and Chase Elliott. All right. Well, um, yeah, that's your XRX news. I can't wait, man. I mean, six weeks are going to be awesome. Uh, We're about a month away, series. too. I know, man. I'm just I'm really excited for it. Uh, I hope it's, you know, once again, a, a show. That's something that I heard this weekend as well, that uh, we have a better race. Uh, Portland 1 has a better show, so. I don't know how you take that, but uh, um, that's uh, kind of how how it was partaking this this week with the F1 series and uh, NASCAR. But uh, so I guess we're getting into Kansas. Kansas is coming up next week. This week, um, the cookie cutter oh, tracks have been pretty good so far. We didn't hit. Do what? You know what's one point we did not hit earlier in the show? We can try knocking out. I'm sorry, it just What's popped that? up. The all-star format. I haven't, I haven't done any research on it. All Tell right. us about it, Dad. I just came across the all-star fan vote, and I was like, wait a minute, we didn't ever talk about the all-star race. They announced the format. So, oh boy, where do they have the format for this? All right, format revealed. So, the NASCAR and Texas Motor Speedway revealed Thursday on FS1's Race Hub the qualifying and race formats for the 2022 All-Star Race and All-Star Open on May 22nd at 8 p.m. Eastern on FS1, MRN Radio, Sirius XM, NASCAR Radio, with $1 million on the line for the race winner. This year's running will feature a new qualifying format for drivers already locked into the all-star race. Qualifying will consist of two rounds. First round will see a single lap in reverse order of the current 2022 owner points. The top eight qualifiers in the first round will transfer to a head-to-head elimination bracket. The eight-car elimination bracket will put a heavy emphasis on pit crews, allowing their talent to shine to better their driver's qualifying position. It will feature two cars staged in temporary side-by-side pit stalls near the end of pit road. At the sound of an alert, each pit crew will perform a four-tire pit stop, and at the drop of the jack, drivers will exit their pit stalls onto the track with no speed limit on pit road. The first car back to the start-finish line will advance to the next round. 
The final pairing will compete for the pole position. Drivers eliminated in the round of eight will start in positions five through eight based on their one-lap speeds from the first round of qualifying. Drivers eliminated in the round of four will start in positions three and four based on their one-lap speeds. The All-Star Open will consist of a more traditional format with single-car, single-lap qualifying in reverse order of the 2022 owner points. The open race format will break down into three stages, 20 laps, 20 laps, and 10 laps. The winner of each stage will advance to the all-star race, and after the 50-lap race is over, the driver with the most votes from the fans will enter the all-star race. For the 125-lap main event, there will be four stages, three 25-lap stages, and one 50-lap stage. The winner of stage one will start on pole in the final stage, final 50-lap stage. As long as they finish 15th or better in stage two and stage three, the winner of stage two will start second in the final stage, as long as they finish 15th or better in stage three. The winner of stage three will start third in the There will be a special stage break at the conclusion of Stage 2 where all teams must pit and perform a four-tire stop. The driver and team with the shortest time on pit road, pit in to pit out, will win the pit crew award and start fourth in the final stage as long as they finish 15th or better in Stage 3. Another added feature will be unique to the final stage. If a natural caution does not occur between lap 15 and lap 25, NASCAR officials will throw an all-star competition caution, which is stupid. Other than that, a lot of new twists and turns for this one. Yeah, yeah, once again, you know, it's the gimmick race. Um, You know, I I like the old-fashioned all-star format, you know, fan, uh, the farthest thing I like is the fan invert, you know. I'd like to see that brought back, but... uh, when you have to read the rules to understand them every year, it seems to be pointless. Um, yeah, like Miss Lee said, sounds complicated. <laughs> well, I I'm mean, sure some people have it figured out. Essentially, like you have to think of it this way: for the All Star race, if a driver wins stage one, he all he's got to do is finish fifteenth or better. In the last two stages, in the in the next two stages, so he can start on pole, and then the winner of stage two will start second, but he's got to finish fifteenth or better in the next stage. Or we could just go back to the way it used to be, and then it's simple. Simple, like Chris says, if you got to read the if you got to read the rules every year, they just make it complicated. It seems. That's my opinion. Now, now, how do you guys feel about the the um, the qualifying format for the All Star race? Like how the top eight goes in like single elimination bracket style type deal for the pit crews. I don't know. I mean, it's so. I don't know. Has, it's it's so confusing on how how they're even, how it's even written. Um, 
what are they going to do to the pit crews? So for the top two rounds for the for the All Stars um, field, first round is the single lap normal qualifying, but the top eight um, people, top eight drivers, will go head to head with their pit crews. Pit crews must perform like a pit stop or something, um, and then once the once the pit stop is complete, drivers have to like race down through pit road and come back to the start finish line. It's like the winner. Oh, of that. Okay, so we're gonna do that. Okay, I've seen that before. Uh, they took away the pit crew challenge and they kind of added this, where uh, basically that the reason why I remember it, Taz Taylor, is because it's the only time in NASCAR where you can go wide ass open down the uh, down pit road. So uh, if that's the same case, I like that. It's exciting. It's in a controlled environment. Um, that'll add a little bit of flavor. It's something that we've done before. Um, uh, so they're only taking the top eight to do that. Uh, that that sounds like it'll be a pretty pretty controlled environment and uh, should be able to get that. Uh, should, I mean, it should be pretty exciting there. Also, I thought that they were doing something like black flag racing where they eliminate somebody after each lap. Is that is that the case in this? I had heard something similar to that. So, question again, just so I can answer. And so, right. in black flag, what happens is after at every lap, the last place car falls off. So, if you're if you're in last place, and you know, for every lap that you go around, the last place car falls off the field. Is that is that what's going on here with the uh with the all star race, the preliminaries? No, essentially, so say, for instance, there's 20 cars. Say, let's just say 20 cars for the all-star race, right? Let's say uh, Kyle Larson, let's see, he wins stage one. He's He'll start, when they do the final 50-lap stage, um, he will start on pole. But in order for him to get that spot, he has to finish 15th or better, in both Stage 2 and Stage 3. Now, in now for Stage 2, say William Byron wins Stage 2. He has to finish 15th or better in Stage 3, and he will start second. He'll be guaranteed that spot for that 50-lap final. Stage 3, mm. um, if Joey Le- – Stage 3, say – um, Joey Logano, say he wins the third stage. He'll be given the third starting spot for the final stage. The fourth spot goes to um, goes to the best driver and pit crew, or best driver and pit crew to get the best pit stop um, from the time they enter pit road to the time they. They left something like that, kind of like last weird deal last year where they awarded the best pit crew challenge type deal in the middle of the all-star race or whatever. Hmm. And they'll be guaranteed the fourth starting spot. But um, obviously <laughs> we know with the, with the, we know with the all-star open, you know, you win each stage, you're you're moving on to the all-star race, and the fan vote gets to start last in the all-star race. 
Yep. Well, like, well, like we said, it'll, it'll be interesting, I guess. At least it's just a one-time show. If we can get the rules kind of figured out before the race there, or maybe uh, figure, it out as, figure it out as we go. Um, I, I really wish that this race wasn't going to be at Texas. I wish this race was going to be um, either out of Bristol or possibly back at Charlotte or wherever. Um, it's just I think not we're very on much a short exciting. track. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, let's do that at St. Louis or something, right? Or maybe IRP or something, you know, inter, uh, Indianapolis Raceway Park. Uh, that would be cool to have. Hey, IRP's a, IRP's a good hit. Um, crap, trying to think of some other good ones to use. Slinger, what are you talking about? Let's take them to Slinger. Slinger, too. Slinger, Knoxville. Um, trying to think of some other good ones. Five Flags, maybe. Yeah. All right, so I guess we're going to do picks. My Chris, goodness. you're up. Oh, well, I mean, Dayton already pulled my picks. I mean, that's, I mean, I was going with Ben Rhodes for my truck pick. But you know you what? I'm going to do a Technically, you have first dibs. Oh, I know. I know. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Carson Hostovar, though. Ooh. I'm going to put my money on him for the truck pick. And uh, for bad, the cup pick, bad. for the cup pick, I, you know, look, William Byron is going to bounce back. Right now, you got to put your, you got to put your money where your mouth is. Hendrick Motorsports has more wins than the other co- organizations combined, except for, uh, I believe, Trackhouse. So, um, it, it's worth to the point of the year already where Ryan Blaney. Some of these guys, they've not gotten wins. Of course, Joey Logano just now sewed his win up. But, uh, you know, some of these other guys should be knocking on the door. Kevin Harvick in a drought. Uh, but, you know, he's just not hes not running in that top five. And until you start seeing guys like that back in the top five, it's going to be hard to pick them. So, I mean, Hendrick Motorsports is running in the right direction. Willie B could have picked up the win this past weekend. Uh, we'll see if he's able to redeem himself and uh, put, him, put himself in the victory lane. So I'm going to go with uh, Carson Hosevar, and uh, I'm going to go to uh, who I picked here. I heard Byron and Blaney thrown out there for you. Yeah, by William Byron. You're going Byron. Free will. Yeah, I'm sorry. The Top Gun, the Top Gun trailer was on. I'm sorry, I got I got sidetracked there. <laughs> I hadn't seen hey, that. it happens. That's cool. That's cool. All right. Twenty well, years. <laughs> Have y'all seen it? So, That's pretty cool. I just seen the first trailer for the Top Gun, Top Gun series for the Top Gun show. So, All right. My pick. For the truck series, oh, truck series, I'm going to go, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have to do it again. I don't know why, but I'm, he goes win number three, Zane Smith. And if this pick doesn't work out, well, well, maybe I'll start adding flavor to my pick. 
for the cup side, um, I'm looking at the Chevy camp. I know there's a lot of good contenders here. Uh, I'm liking Bow Wow. I'm liking Melon Man. Lala's not a bad pick. Little Red wouldn't be a bad pick either. Free Willie really is not really a bad pick at all. Yeah, I'm telling you, Willie B. And I'm telling you, oh, you may hate me for this one. I'm picking the guy with who has nine top tens in 12 races. Which I'm looking so far. I believe that is the most of any cup driver so far this year. And he currently is the point leader. Going with Chase the Face. What? No way. Yeah, that's a cheap shot. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Listen, man, I need points. Got it. I got. I need. Hold on. I need some points and not Craig from his, you know, bragging rights over there. Well, you know, Miss Lee and I did pick the correct pick last weekend. Oh, crickets. again, we need to, we need to knock Craig's bragging rights off of, off of his high high tail and throne. Hey, you see, I'm going with winners, baby. Well, I'm Carson Hustler. I don't know. I may. I really wanted to go Ben Rose, but I'm going Carson. So I probably jinxed him. Chris is the new Miss Lee this year. Holy crap! <laughs> I've been in the I've been in the cellar all year, man. Well. Mr. CJ has his picks. He's going Ben Rhodes for the trucks. And one word, Bushy, Kyle Bush for the Cup Series, which leaves Miss Lee for the for her picks. She gets John Hunter Nematode for the Truck Series, and she picks Lala for the Cup Series, Kyle Larson, which leaves... To Mr. Craig Moore. Your points leader. Which leads to your points leader. All right. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Bragging rights over here. That's right. Truck series. I'm going to agree with Miss Lee on John Hunter Nemechek. My my cup pick. Oh, I I, I got a feeling. Uh, as the Black Eyed Peas say, I got a feeling, and I'm going to take that feeling, and I'm going to itch it, and I'm going to scratch it, and I'm going to pick Ross, the watermelon chastain. I knew that was coming. I exactly knew that was coming. I don't know, man. Starting to think it's I a Florida Martin Florida Truex. connection. I picked Martin Truex last. Jesus, I picked Martin Truex last week, and uh, yeah, with thirty to go, he got caught up in that melee. And 
I, I got to ask a serious question now that all the picks are in. Why does Bubba Wallace always seem to complain? I mean, did you see how disgusted he was when he had to do the second interview, walk into it? Like, he just wanted to go to his bus. So he did the first one for TV, and then the you second see how he cut reporters grabbed him. Oh my What's God! That? The pure evil, the pure evil in his eyes when he when he was stopped to do a second interview. I'm glad you oh, noticed yeah. that it's, too, because he gave yeah. a death stare, bro. Kind of reminded me of. Kind of reminded me. Well, that's good that Kyle don't have to miss this week and screw up CJ's picks. Um. Kind of reminded me of a Kyle Bush uh, interview. So, um, yeah, the, the the look that he gave that report that that group of reporters, I don't know this for sure, and I'm I'm only asking this is pissed off one of the um, seven deadly words for NASCAR that you're not supposed to say on television, because. I thought for sure that, you know, we'd be hearing something about him getting in trouble for that. Do you know anything about that? Bubba? Yeah. No, I don't think he got in trouble. Uh, Yeah, no, I wasn't sure. When I heard it, I'm like, wait a minute. Is that one of those seven deadly words television? I mean, I know he said, I don't know what I did to piss off the racing gods, but I must have done something. Oh, no. Piss off. Piss off is fine. Yeah. As long as it's not piss on. You can't say piss on, but you can say piss off. Uh, Yeah, no, I was was wondering. Because I looked at my father again and I said, oh, that might cost him some money. No, that, that that one's good to go. As long as you're pissing off and not on. Uh, but, no, his interview, when he got stopped for that second one, I was like, oh, my God, he's going to flip out. Gosh, I just, he rubbed his head and he, he threw his eyes out. I mean, I did not know that he was a eight-time champion, you know. I did not know that he was the king of our sport, but – uh he definitely uh, did not want to be interrupted on his way back to his caller. Um, no, which, I mean, I, I mean, you can't. He was having a great run. Like, what, what we didn't get was the finish, right? And uh, him and Kurt Busch were both running in the top ten. I mean, I understand the frustration, but uh, we don't let Kyle Busch get away with it. How are we going to let him get away with it? Exactly. It's fair for everybody. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, we're going uh, back to Miss Lee just said he feels in, he's entitled. Yeah, well, he is. I mean, he, he's definitely entitled. Um, because he's got he's got he's he's he has money backers that says he is. Uh, but whether or not that keeps his ride at uh, Air Jordan, I, I'm not sure that that's going to. I'm not. I'm not sure if Michael Jordan's going to cut checks to losers for very long. So, uh, 
Both of yeah. these guys got to get their get their one ones together. If not, Denny Hamlin's going to be driving for Michael Jordan, and <laughs> I don't think that's too far fetched. Uh, Michael Jordan may force Denny Hamlin to drive for him, being that. Uh, right. I mean, but uh, so Denny Hamlin right now it's in twenty second in points. Can anybody believe that? Is that is that a shocker yeah. this week? That is a shocker. But then again, he has, I said it last week, he has ebbs and flows. You know, he runs great, and then not so much. I mean, I hated to see all the cars from 20. Go ahead. Yeah, who was that that wrecked all of them? uh, Who caused that wreck? It was Kurt Busch and, and Bubba Wallace and... A whole, a whole slew of names, but I forget who caused that wreck. Yeah, I forget, but Martin Truex was taken taken up in that too. And as soon as I seen that, I said, "Well, there goes my pick." I thought I had a decent shot. He was running fourth, I think, Truex at the time. So yeah, I don't remember who caused it. But it was there. Breaking news. Uh, Lennox K. Bush was born today. Yes. Lennox K. Bush. May 10th, 512 a.m., 6 pounds, 1 ounce, uh, 6.1, 20 inches long. They're belong. They're overjoyed. Well, good. Now maybe, and then now maybe he can concentrate on winning a race. At least, at least my youngest child is older than his. <laughs> wow. I one up get Kyle Busch. Suck on it. And it's pretty cool. They had a blanket all done up. She looks peaceful. She looks. She looks very peaceful in that picture. I shared that on the uh, race chat live page. All right. So well, uh, thanks for being a part of the show here tonight. There's no point in dragging it out. We've uh, we mm-hmm. we were supposed to have an interview tonight. We didn't do it. We're supposed to have power rankings coming up. We may have to submit our power rankings. Um, but uh, tonight probably been doing a couple weeks. Show. Yeah, man, we're 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 in a groove, right? So it's the eleventh, uh, probably our twelfth week, and it, it kind of gets like this as the season starts to progress. So it's no big deal. Uh, I've had a great time tonight. I hope y'all have too. We'll be back next Tuesday night. Any closing thoughts? Same. As I eat my supper. Yeah, Monday headlines today. Hmm. Shocker. Monday's headlines today. Yeah, Monday's headlines today. Yeah. Um, okay, okay. Next gen. Well, I say in first, third time winner of the season. Next gen, right again. We had another good race at a mile, at a mile and a half cookie cutter. Our next gen did it time. again. 
<laughs> first time first time winner in the truck series. Oh, Carson. Who? What? And I know I, I know my pick is not a first time winner, but I'm gonna say it. First time winner in the truck series at Kansas. While Cup Series race is a sleeper till about five to go. No. No way. Listen, I've been going bold this year. Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. Hey. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't. Oh, man, George got nuts. Mounds don't. Mounds don't. <laughs> that shows no, our age. Commercial there. Yep. <laughs> All right. Here well, don't forget, Chris will not be here next week. Uh, he will be at he DMB, will be baby. With Dave Matthews. DMB, he will be partying with DMB. And then Kaz will not be here the week after. He'll be partying with Alana somewhere. 20 years in the making there. 20 years in the making. Ha! Y'all just all agree. just back me up, suckers. Thank you, Miss Lee. I agree. You are greatly appreciated. You know what? All right, stop sucking up. <laughs> should, should stop bragging sometimes too, right? Well, I will when... I don't hold the lead no more. Because I didn't hold the lead at all last year. I didn't hold the lead at all last year. And Miss Lee, she was she was busy jinxing everybody, and every time I picked with her, I jinxed them too. So, you know, we... Uh, Miss Lee didn't do a lot of jinxing because she went from, uh, what was it? I think she went like three weeks of no truck picks and like two weeks of no Xfinity picks and still kicked half of our butts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, she's good. But anyway, you have fun next week at Dave Matthews. woo Where are you going? So get us out of here, Taz. All right, thank you everyone for listening along here on Blog Talk Radio on the One Ten Nation Radio's One Ten Nation Sports Radio Network. You can catch us on iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, of course, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, RSS Feed, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, GeoSaving, Podcast Addict, Teaser, Podchaser, YouTube and on podpage.com. Thank you to our sponsors for the 110 Nation Radio Network, Phoenix Fitness, Bear Bold Martin, Bear Bold Marketing Group, Carolina Sports Plus, and, of course, this has been Tuesday Night Race Chat Live. And we'll see you next week. Same bat time, same bat place. 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central. This has been the caution flag of racing radio, Chris Creighton, the DJ music man, Craig Moore. I'm the Tasmanian Devil Flaggers, Taz Taylor, saying good night.
We'll see you all next week. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. Just a good old boy, never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw, been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. Straightening the curve, planting the hill. Someday the mountain might get them, but the law never will. Making their way. That's just a little bit more than the noble life. Just a good old boy. Wouldn't change if they could. Fighting the system like a two modern day Robin Hood.